So now we've looked at why it is we need law and we looked at what, what this concept of law is about and we looked at who's responsible for enforcing these laws. Um, and the next thing we're going to look at is, is where do we find these laws? How do we go about finding these laws? And this is what we refer to as the different sources of law, right? And so now we're going to be looking at what the main sources of law in South Africa, right? And our, and our principal source of law, and if you ask any person, any legal person to name sources of law, the first source of law that they are most likely to name is the Constitution of South Africa, right? And the reason why they will name the Constitution of South Africa is because the Constitution makes it clear that I'm the big boss, I am the supreme law of the country. If there is any other lawyer in this country that is different to what I say, that law is invalid. That law is inconsistent with the constitution. It goes against what I say. It's not compatible with what I say. The constitution says, right? By I say, I mean the constitution. So because it's incompatible with what the constitution says, for that reason, that law is invalid. That law is not recognized as an actual law that is capable of being enforced in our country. And that's because the Constitution itself states as much. The Constitution states as much in Section 2, which is the supremacy clause of the Constitution. And the Constitution also contains what we refer to as the Bill of Rights. We're going to learn a bit more about the Bill of Rights a little later in the course. And of course, the Bill of Rights is something that everybody gets excited about because it's my right. I have a right to. Okay. So when we say I have a right to privacy, this is my book. You can't read my book. I have a right to privacy. What you are really referring to is the Bill of Rights, which is a particular section of the Constitution, which lists all these fundamental rights that all of us are entitled to, such as the right to equality, such as the right to dignity, such as the right to privacy. Right. So our Constitution is our main, main, main source of law in the country. But then we also have what we refer to as legislation, and I spoke about a bit about this earlier. And legislation is, is essentially the rules that are written by a body that's democratically elected. And what we mean by democratic election is that all adult citizens are allowed to participate and they're allowed to elect certain representatives and the representatives that you actually go to to the polls. Hopefully you have gone if you're 18 years old to the last election. You vote for certain people and the people that you vote for goes and sits in parliament and they are the democratically elected people and it's their job as our democratically elected representatives to sit in parliament to consider the issues thoroughly of course we know from what we see on tv they might not be they might be sleeping in the benches they might be zuma must fall in but all that aside their job as the democratically elected representatives of our countries to sit in parliament and to consider the laws thoroughly, the, to consider the issues thoroughly, and to enact laws accordingly. So they write laws, and the laws that that democratically elected body writes, okay, the laws that Parliament, for instance, writes, the laws that the provincial legislators write, those laws are referred to as legislation, or another word for them is statutes, right? And we use the example of... Uh, 
Jacob Zuma and the corruption, that there'll be particular statutes, the the parliament will recognize that there's this plague, that there's a particular uh, problem with uh, corruption in government. And so in order to address that problem, they might, they might enact certain laws specific to that issue. And then it then becomes the case of the, the executive needing to enforce that laws and the judiciary needing to apply those laws in the event that any government official contravenes those laws, right? So another example of a law would be, uh, let's say, uh, the issue of cybercrime or let's say cyberbullying children has become an issue that now needs our attention as a country because there is nothing on, on the statute books that deals with bullying and, and and social media. So in that instance, Parliament now sits and they recognizes we've got this huge problem with bullying and social media. And there's this need for us now to draft legislation specifically addressing bullying and social media and the rules that Parliament ultimately drafts, that legislation that ultimately comes from that, right? That is another source of law. That statute on cyberbullying is another source of law. So we've got the Constitution, and then we've got legislation. And then the next source of law we have is what, what the next one of the main sources of law that we have is customary law. And so our law recognizes, right, customary law as forming part of our legal system, right? So what we refer to as African law more appropriately, as forming part of our legal system. And because of that, because customary law forms part of our legal system, when we have um, African people uh, concluding marriages under their particular customs, be it the Lapola being exchanged and the whole marriage taking place and all the particular rituals and all the rules according to that custom that need to be followed to conclude that marriage, when all of those rules have been followed, right, at that particular point in time, you've got a customary marriage that comes about. And because our laws, one of our main uh, sources, sources of law is customary law, our uh, country recognizes the validity of that customary marriage because customary law is one of our sources of law. Now, another form of law we speak about is we refer to it as the common law, right? And the common law is really what we've inherited. So we all know the history of South Africa. If we recall from history, for those of us that have done history, we know that we were settled by the English. And then we know that the Dutch took over and then the English took over or something in that order. And what in essence happened was that when each of these different uh, colonizers took over, right, these uh, colonialists, they brought their own laws into South Africa. So when the English was was here, the English put English laws into South Africa, right? And when the when the Dutch arrived, they brought what we refer to as Roman Dutch laws in South Africa. So when we refer to common law, we're really referring to certain laws that we inherited by virtue of being colonized by these colonialists, right? These the, our colonialist history. And how it is that we now took those laws and those laws became a part of our legal system. So I'll give you an example. If you look at murder, for instance, murder is something that is forbidden under our common law because that's something we inherited from the um, Roman Dutch and English law when we were settled, right? So that's an example of, of common law. Or another example of common law is the, the crime of contempt of court. So if you think about it, you remember Jacob Zuma, there was the whole thing about him having been brought to court for 
uh, being in contempt of court. The crime of contempt of court is not a crime that you're going to find in the Constitution. It's not a crime you're going to find on the statute books, the legislation. It's not a crime in customary law, of course. So where we find it, the, one of our main sources of law, where it is that we find that crime of contempt of court is our common law. And that is a, a crime and it's recognized as a crime because it was recognized as a crime by the colonialists and then the colonialists brought that type of law to us. And so now we also recognize it as a crime under our common law. And then we, what we refer to as, as case law, right? And so this is the part where somebody asks you what the law is and you're able to say, well, S versus Makwanyani said that the death penalty is unconstitutional in South Africa, right? So this is all about knowing your cases, being that smart lawyer, being able to know the developments of what case said what and what judgment came out when. This is what we refer to as case law. And of course, we will all be familiar with the term uh, precedent, right? It's a legal precedent. Some uh, A court uh, has stated this principle before, and on that basis, other courts are, generally speaking, required to follow that principle. And, and then the cases will be developed over time. Uh, and ultimately, we have this whole body of case law that we can draw. And if we are asked a particular mm -hmm. legal question, we can go to the cases and we can find out what did the judges say? How has our law evolved on this issue? Right. So then finally, we have as a main source of law, what we refer to as international law and international conventions. So basically, international law, an example would be when different countries conclude what we refer to as treaties. Or different countries refer to uh, uh, into, into uh, other types of agreements, right? In terms of which we bind ourselves to certain legal principles. So let's say that uh, when South Africa is one of the capitals of uh, sex trafficking in the world, which incidentally it actually is, and let's say uh, Romania also recognizes that they've got a severe uh, issue around human trafficking. And so now Romania and South Africa decide to enter into an agreement in terms of which they're going to set out certain principles, legal principles uh, that we as Romania and South Africa are going to follow uh, and we're going to hold ourselves um, accountable in order to uh, address the issue of uh, trafficking across countries. Another example of international law would be, um, we always uh, hear about human, about the United Nations, right? And let's say we hear about crimes of, uh, crimes against humanity and uh, we hear about um, the genocides happening, right? There was a genocide happening uh, in Myanmar, right? And this genocide that is happening is recognized as a crime under international law and it's recognized as a crime in one of the treaties uh, which has been uh, concluded under international law and what happens is that these treaties are drawn up and the various states are uh, able to decide as a country, South Africa can decide as a country whether or not they're going to sign on to that treaty. So we as a country decide, we recognize that uh, the issue of uh, Genocide is a huge problem and it's unacceptable uh, worldwide, internationally over, internationally so. And so South Africa decides that they're going to sign that treaty that says that genocide is forbidden. And so South Africa signs that treaty and that is an example of, of international law.